Hello and welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker and today I am going to be doing another fun little commentary track for Creep Show, which is found on Shudder. Thank you so much for coming back and thank you for those of you that helped me decide to keep this going. I, you know, did a poll on Instagram and on Twitter and both of them got 100% yeses and one of you, uh, Shelly, I'll go ahead and shout you out, Shelly reached out saying that you actually really enjoyed this without even watching the show so i appreciate that and i probably have some other fun shows i'm going to do after this um i, I might do the scream tv series because i think that'll be a lot of fun to do a rewatch of that and this shutter uh, creep show season two only has five episodes so i'll kind of get through this kind of quickly but anyways Thank you again for coming back, and to let you know, I am paused at 7 seconds into the episode. Uh, the only thing on the screen is a cartoon fly and a spider web. So last week we did episode 1, which was really good. Uh, I haven't finished this season yet, I got like 2 more episodes in this season to see. So um, so this will be a rewatch for me, which I think will actually be, be the best thing to do for for you guys, because I'll kind of have some of my thoughts already prepared. But anywho, last... Oops, sorry, I just hit my coffee. Um, last episode was really good. I, you know, it, it was it was super good, really crafted well, had a lot of heart in it. These, the next of, the rest of this series, I feel like really lacks a lot of that. Um, I remember not hating this episode. Actually, I really enjoyed the first story in this. Allie Larder is in it. She was in, she was the actress in House on Haunted Hill, the remake, and she was also Clear Rivers in Final Destination 1 and 2. So, so we get that kind of horror icon in this, and then in the second story, we have Keith David, who's super awesome. Keith David, if you don't remember, he was in The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, if you haven't seen that, I mean, do yourself a favor and watch that movie. The movie is fantastic. So yeah, um, kind of, you know, same spiel, we'll be kind of watching this, giving you some insights, some things that I like, you know, my my thought process, my note-taking process, and, you know, trying to crack some jokes while I can. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this. Again, I am paused seven seconds into the episode. If you like these, please let me know, so that way I know to keep doing these, but um, all right, guys. I got my coffee because I am doing this early in the morning before work. <laughs> I want to make sure I get this out to you on time for Friday. And I'm about to start my countdown. Three, two, one, play. I do always enjoy these fun uh, creeper cartoons that we get beforehand. And that is gross. Fly on the eye. <laughs> that was a big butt. If you haven't seen this, a little warning for the second story. It's very buggy. If you if you don't like bugs, yeah, yeah, it will definitely get you there. <laughs> so yeah, I I think that I'm kind of interested to see what I think about this on the second go around. I remember I really liked the premise for for the first story a lot. It was probably one of my favorites watching it but after going back and re-watching the first episode I was like no that one was really good so I don't know we'll see what um we'll see what I think about this always enjoy a it, it's about a, a a haunted attraction there we go haunted attractions like bed and breakfast so we'll see how we'll see how you guys like it still love the comic aesthetic Always fun, except for how like they kind of break certain scary points in the movie with it. I mean, the show. Dead in Breakfast. That's the fun thing about this episode is that it's 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 not a spoof, but it's drawing inspiration from uh, was supposed to be like America's first female serial killer. Her name was Elizabeth something. I forget, but she. Like hacked her family with with a hatchet or something like that. Mm. 
I wish that was a little bit longer sequence. I love how I love how bored her <laughs> her guests are. Yeah, I wouldn't want fake blood uh, squirting all over my breakfast either. I don't blame these people for leaving. Did she say Dollywood? All right. Shout out to like a Tennessee attraction. <laughs> How grandmother was able to clean the blood. Wow. I like that this is a brother and sister endeavor or like shared business because, you know, I like that it's staying in the family and that he's even skeptical of this. It is kind of interesting to think about how taking, I don't know if you would call it a family tragedy. Well, I mean, it is, but like, you know, taking definitely a black stain on the family you know being descendants of a serial killer and then trying to cash in on it it i feel like that this episode just starting out with that information is definitely playing on lots of like podcasts and tv shows and specials that we get on netflix on true crime how so many people try to sort of, I guess, like, cash in on that. I'm not saying every podcast does that, every true crime podcast does that, but there is definitely a a trend with that. And yeah, you need influencers for this, yeah, same thing with podcasters, all these Instagrammers that can, you know, go live and promote your stuff. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, you would think that a house where a serial killer used to live would kind of be an attraction on its own. But, you know, today in 2021, that's just not enough. At least in this show, it's not enough. You need to have an influencer. You need somebody connected to all these people. I gotta say, I love this, like, layover we had. I guess that's like a, a faux Instagram or something. I also love the, of our influence here, or I'm sorry, her, this influencer here. I love the, the getup for her, you know. She she definitely fits whatever show she has. I think it's called The Morgue, which, you know, shout out to Scream TV show. Noah had his podcast called The Morgue, but anyways... Yeah, I love I love the get up here. It's goth, but she, you know, she's you know dressing like goth, but you know she, she seems like a pretty lively, fun person. And again, the old people don't know how how these uh, live streams work. <laughs> I apologize if you hear me sipping coffee. <laughs> The house drove her to kill? Okay. <laughs> Is she calling her out for it? I love how, what was that, two, two like two reservations made that work? <laughs> I like this character of this influencer. This is also pulling from some H.H. Uh, Holmes and his murder castle. I hope that we get more elements of the crazy maze and like trapdoors and whatnot in this. 
No smoking. Goodness gracious. This kind of sounds like my grandmother, great-grandmother. Not the murdery part, but having a bunch of rules about the house. We always get yelled at as kids for rough housing or whatever. God. <laughs> that can't be good. Having the blood still be on the walls. Man, they are having to really... They're being cross-examined by this by this uh, Instagram influencer about whether or not there's real murders that happened here. At least they didn't go full trash and just have, like, pictures of the actual victims in, like, the rooms that they died in or anything like that. That, I think, would have been a little much. If you did that... I think you could do it, but not make it a bed and breakfast. Just kind of make it more of like a museum sort of thing. I don't know. Let me know if you guys would stay in a bed and breakfast like this. I kind of think I would. I would love to do some more like horror exploring. I don't know what to call that, but I've stayed the night before in a haunted bed and breakfast. That was a lot of fun in rugby, Tennessee. The Newberry House, look it up if you're interested. Very creepy. I, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sad creepy. <laughs> Dear old grandmother of not killing anyone. What a sentence. Okay, so what what's about to happen is such a stupid plan. So they they want to scare her, so they're going to dress up as as uh, as grandmother later on and try to scare her. I guess I'll I'll talk about that later when it comes up. Yeah, <laughs> it's also funny. We're cool with learning about crimes against humans, but we don't want to talk about killing animals. <laughs> Not going to lie, that breakfast looks good. I'm Southern, so, you know, a hearty breakfast, sausage, eggs, cheese, biscuits, and gravy. Oh, sounds great. See, that sounds fun. Let's do an investigation. I could stream me doing the investigation. You guys could be laying out the the evidence and all, like, the little notes you have about what happened in this room. See, doing, like, a little virtual tour, that would be the smartest thing here. For, for both parties here. It'll be good for her stream. It'll be good for their, you know, numbers. of for, for, To get reservations, I mean. I love that she just comes equipped with all of these gadgets and tools. <laughs> She's like a paranormal Batman. It's great. I don't know if those goggles do anything. Why is she wearing gloves? Because she's a detective. Chemical stains. Yeah, sure. Just just go ahead and bash open our, our floorboards. Those also came up super easy. Stash up poisons. That's funny. 
grandmother hiding her booze. Kind of reminds me of the, the sorority house mother from Black Christmas, how she hid booze everywhere. It would have been nice if we got a little bit more of a flashback of the grandmother killing people. I guess maybe that's the point of this, is that we're supposed to believe whether, or we are supposed to be skeptical of whether or not that's true. Okay, I guess that's fine. Hmm. I love how excited Allie Larder gets every time there's something supposed to be more like evidence of murder. And then she gets disappointed when it's not. So messed up. So if you listen to a true crime podcast, can you just like pick a safe like this? I don't think so. Alrighty, here we go. I honestly can't even remember what's on the other side of this safe. But still, okay, so there's a sewing machine in here, but again, you have to ask why would she hide that behind a locked door? Behind a bolt. Hmm. Does huh? It's it's so weird how driven she is to prove that her grandmother wasn't innocent. I guess she just, uh, what she, I guess what she just said, she wants to dispense her name to live forever. I also wonder if there's like some sort of like, I don't know, reincarnation in this, you know, like her grandmother kind of is living through her granddaughter here. I don't know. Blood failure. <laughs> Okay, so this was the thing I was talking about. That was like kind of a cool twist that's about to come up. See, I like this. I like the her just kind of like exploring the house. I like that because I think that's creepier and cooler. Because as we see, she found a secret passage here. And that's really cool. Now she's able to spy on the brother and sister. <laughs> I love this is a classic Scooby-Doo gag, but I love it. Removing the eyes in of like of a painting or portrait and then like looking through them to spy on people. We need more of that. I don't know why, I just find it so charming, it's great. <laughs> and it looks kind of goofy. So, they're planning on trying to scare her, because she's not scared enough. I could honestly use more of the like like I just said I love the eye thing. I wish that they had like more of that like in her realm. Like we kind of see Allie Larder and her brother using these secret passages and doing like creepy stuff that the influencer isn't noticing. Well, speaking of creepy stuff that she isn't noticing, Allie Larder is now dressed up as her grandmother yielding a hatchet, and I couldn't. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, okay, the first time I saw this, I thought that Allie Larder was really going to try to hack her because I just thought she went 
over the edge. I love how the influencer was able to defend herself. <laughs> oh, this is... Okay, so now she's recording Allie Larder. I feel like this is going over the line a little bit. See, I still don't like the the the, the com comic book thing there. How it got purple behind her with the striky black lines. I think it would have been creep. Just it just would have been scarier if they didn't do that. It throws me out of the scene so much. I also kind of love the 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 fu the funny. <laughs> okay, her brothers walked in. Anyways, I love the funny kind of metaphor of Allie Larder attacking her with a hatchet and the influencer attacking her with her laptop. It's kind of interesting metaphor how, you know, the the influencers' tools, they're both attacking each other with, with their like own tools, kind of. Attacking her with a laptop. Okay, so yeah, the the modem. Okay, that's also an interesting place to hide the uh, the modem in the secret passageway. Also, how can her brother think that? Oh shit, that that is creepy. I do love that 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 secret shot of seeing that Allie Larder was behind her through the camera phone. This is good. I do like this. I wish we got a I wish that this chase scene would go on longer. Jeez. Oh, this is cool. I mean, I I like this. This kind of reminds me of that movie Spree a little bit. And her brother kind of just watches in horror. And she's still just getting a bunch of likes and comments. But it worked. You can kind of see that as a um, sort of like sacrifice almost. They sacrificed her life and now they are getting rich off of it. Also, how are they, I just don't understand how they don't think that they're not going to go to jail, because, like, thousands of witnesses just saw this. This is a good twist, her brother killing her. You know, you see, they renamed it Murder-Suicide House. Yeah, clever. And now it's super popular. Again, just going into how obsessed people are with true crime. And, you know, this is all just blood money. <laughs> oh, that was a good laugh. That almost sounded like the creeper. He added her to the, uh, he added her portrait next to grandmother. That's cool. See, is that the same actress playing the influencer? No, that's someone else. I just don't know if this reenactment would be, I don't know, an attraction people would want to see. It, why are people clapping? Stupid. I love the little hatchet memorabilia back there. That's so cool. I mean, 
it's lame, but it's cool, I guess, in a funny sense. Back to the HH home vibes. See, what I think would have been perfect here is if out of the shadows he saw the ghost of his grandmother, Allie Larder, the influencer, just coming at him. And then, you know, Faye the Black. I think that would have been more perfect. For like a horror sense. But I guess like thematically it makes a little bit more sense because now he's just, he's kind of getting what he deserves and people are just enjoying what he's built on top of him without even knowing he's gone. I don't know. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I mean, I, I, like I said, I wish that there was more chase scenes, some more stuff with the secret passageways, a little bit scarier. But overall, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy what it's trying to say about the state of true crime and how everybody's obsessed with podcasts and serial killer documentaries. Ugh, and now we're moving on to a very gross buggy episode. And this one's weird, folks. This one is weird. Pesticide. Um, I, I do enjoy the messaging in this though, because I think it, I think we get into some pretty cool dilemmas in this. And this, this character is pretty insufferable. <laughs> He's so fucking annoying. Brenda Lanchester. I do like the interior of this house. <laughs> I would be just kind of pissed about him just walking around my house all willy-nilly. Especially if I'm a at-home psychiatrist. I hate this guy so much. I also really despise how there's like three, you see three of his logos, his hat, his shirt, and then once they show it again, you see at the bottom of his clipboard. I don't know, it's a little much. Hey, she's got a nice little fireplace in there. That would be like nice and relaxing. I feel like, th would this be breaking any sort of like HIPAA laws? Him just barging in on a, uh, you know, therapy session? I love how I, lo I love her sass towards him. She's not even like trying to do like this fake polite like get out of my house. She's just like get out of my house, you fucking weirdo. Prevent him, catch him, or kill him. It's not even that doesn't even rhyme. It's not even catchy. Mm -hmm. I don't know, dude. So why is he going back in there? Oh, yeah, that's right. He... This dude sucks. I don't know. So if I called an exterminator and I expected them to murder all my insects, all my bugs, and then... The next day, I still see bugs. I'm not going to call that exterminator again because he obviously didn't do a good job. I felt like he was kind of like planting. I couldn't tell if that was like revenge for the girl being sat for the woman being sassy to him or 
if it was like him trying to get more business. So that way she would have to call him again to kill the cockroaches. I don't know. If it's the latter, that's a really stupid business plan because it kind of just proves you're a bad <laughs> exterminator. I don't know. I love how there's no license plate. <laughs> they just cover that up. Couldn't even come up with a fake one. Like Rat King or something. The king has arrived. Oh my god. See, that's a better slogan. You cry, bugs die. And motherfucking Keith David. Love this dude. <laughs> I love the way he speaks. Oh my god. Oh, he kind of popped out of nowhere just holding a suitcase. Could you really handle alligators? I love like this purple sh suit that Keith David's wearing with kind of like pink or red accents with like the um, handkerchief in his uh, pocket, which holy shit, it's not there anymore. That's a continuity error. So, I guess, like, my point to, like, the color scheme for him is that I wonder if he is supposed to be the devil in this? Or a demon? I'll explain as, as the show goes on. In case y'all haven't seen this, I'll try my best not to spoil stuff. <laughs> I make vermin die scorming. This dude is such a tool. Oh my god. Now this is where the episode takes a very interesting turn. So Keith David is talking about how on the, at this property he owns there is some sort of huge infestation problem he has and we're trying to figure out what it is I love the little like hand gestures he's doing Keith David he's like playing with his fingers as he's talking Here's the twist. The infestation is people. And the guy still hasn't gotten it yet. He doesn't get that it's humans. He still thinks it's like rodents that the humans are attracting. Hmm. Also, the little handkerchief is back in Keith David's uh, chest pocket. Yep. Conventional method of removing them? This is such a... This is such a cool dilemma because we see that this... Uh, exterminator is a shitty person like he, he's not great and now he is proposed with a super gross shitty proposition kill these people for me I'm going to give you a bunch of cash 
And I like that we see that he doesn't see he's hesitating. Yeah, saying he doesn't want to do it. So it's kind of showing that he has some sort of moral compass. And Keith Davis playing like a devil, a little tempting devil. Yeah, I love it. I also want to point out that the homeless people here, like I'm getting a lot of Walking Dead vibes with them. There's like kind of like the way that they, you know, the, their gait, how they like walk side to side and and everything. It's making me think of like the walkers from The Walking Dead, which makes sense because Greg Nicotero, he he did all the special effects for for The Walking Dead, so. And he's part of the show. I think he's the executive producer, creator, and I think he directed a lot of season two. So it makes sense to kind of get those vibes. And the devil's able to do his work. I love that a little Keith David cracks a sly smile. He's like, yeah, I got him. I got this dude's soul. This is, I do find it kind of funny that, it's, okay, so the, what I'm trying to say, like the, the chest peach, like the, the, the murderous sash he has on with the, uh, with, with the poison, poison cocktail. I'm not sure if he needed that because that kind of screams like I'm here for murder. He could have been a little bit more conspicuous about it, a little bit more secretive and just like kept those in his pocket. Because, wait, when if he got caught? Like, I don't know. He just looks armed for for murder. And this is sad, you know, because, you know, this show is kind of, you know, it's, you know, viewing homeless people in a very dark light, you know, not, you know, these people don't offer anything to society, so why should we care about them? Let's just get rid of them. And it's also depicting them as being violent. But at the same time, the guy's protecting himself and the community. Oh. See, I'm I'm happy that they added that because that was a way more personal kill. I like that because I like that because sorry, I was getting a phone call. I had to decline it. Um, I like that they added that personal kill here with that guy because that definitely would have that definitely I think adds to the emotional guilt and trauma to this because he got to see firsthand what he was doing to them. So now he could just think about the rest of the people that are going to eat the stew and what, what he's done. And now he, now he has blood on his hands. So I'm, I, I think that was a really good add to this episode. Two thirty AM. We all know creepy stuff happens at three AM. Stupid. I love like the um the cheetah prints, like these animal prints on his bed sheets and uh pillowcase. It's stupid. And it's kinda like playing into the king of monsters, I guess. King of animals. Yeah, I think Keith David is the devil. And now he's tormenting him with his own guilt. 
because there's like an argument here that Keith David isn't actually doing anything here and that the dude is just like suffering from his own like psychosis or guilt. But I think Keith David is like playing into it. And holy shit, that's a big rat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I gotta say, the first time I saw this, when the tail went over his legs, I thought it was a snake. <gasps> that was good. Creepy dreams. I guess Keith David did take his suitcase of money. I wonder why he's coming back to the scene of the crime. Well, you know, they always do. Again, they're covering up the police uh, license plate. Funny. Wouldn't these people, like, come up to him and tell him, hey, this is a crime scene, go away? <laughs> mm. Again, we're going to see more, more of his guilt just keep coming back. That is that is also another interesting contrast between this episode and the or like this story and the story we just watched is that this is really only like one character, to County Keith David, and you know, we're kind of just focused on this guy. Don't spray that stuff in the air willy nilly. That's not Febreze. <laughs> that is gross. That looks kind of cheesy. Again, I think that this is, you know, just his guilt manifesting. And I think Keith Dave is behind it. I think, again, I, that's definitely my read of this episode. And I love that they're adding this, that we see him whacking things the audience only hears but doesn't see and then we got the cockroaches right there gross Yeah, you can't reach. I don't I don't think Keith David has cell reception in hell, buddy. That is a giant fly. Which I shouldn't be surprised. We just saw a big mosquito, but damn. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I just don't know how I felt about the little red light behind him just then. That is terrifying. Holy shit. <laughs> it looks like the, the giant spider from Harry Potter. Oh, this is some awesome effects. Damn. Oh, gross, 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 gross. Ugh. This is such a gross story. Hmm. 
I love how he starts breaking down here. It's kind of cheesy. I can't tell if it's good acting or not. I think it's kind of cheesy, actually. The psychiatrist is a little bit believable. Well, it started with my mother. <laughs> Hmm. It's interesting that she, a character here in this, is making him confess to everything that he's done. He's admitting all this stuff. I wonder if it's kind of like maybe she's actually the devil and she sent Keith David to him. And I'm kind of grasping at straws at that. The right drug for the right bug. I'm just saying, he has said like five different little rhymey slogans that would have been ten times better than what he has on his car or truck. He was obviously asleep. Why was she still talking to him? <laughs> I don't know if a psychiatrist would want a person like this to just sleep in their house. I don't know. She's obviously disgusted by him. Maybe she's up to something. Maybe she is the devil. I don't know. I wonder if this, if the herbal tease was making him hallucinate, or again, we're just going to one of his guilt trips here. So, I really like how they're making him the size of a bug for, like, obvious reasons, because he's an exterminator. It kind of just makes sense to flip that script. But what's really cool, I thought, is that the last, when we just saw the psychiatrist looking at him falling asleep, she looked at him like he was a bug. She looked disgusted. So, I kind of like this. Does that look like a roach? <laughs> There's a lot of butterflies in this room. A lot of pictures of butterflies. Mm. Just get this over with and kill him. Jeez. Gross. Mm. See, I it depends how you read this read this episode, this relationship. It, it, I'm sorry, I just kind of fumbled my that sentence there. It it depends your read of this story of what's going on with that relationship um is she the devil and keith david is one of her demons and she sent him to go after the exterminator now he's kind of just reporting back 
Or is he actually the devil himself? And now he kind of just like tempts people and see who would fall into temptation. And if they do, he tortures them with their own guilt. So now she's moving on. So now Keith David's moving on to this psychiatrist. And now he's going to tempt her with something. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Well, let me know what your read of that story is. Um, so between the two episodes, so I, by the way, I've gone ahead and stopped my uh, show. I paused it. Um, so between the two shows, I think the, that the first story, Dead and Breakfast, was a lot better. I think it's just a little bit more fun, and I love the whole idea of kind of it being a satire of how true crime is today with all the podcasts, Netflix series, how people are obsessed with it, and that people are trying to kind of make it a cash cow. I'm not calling out true crime podcasts or shows at all. Like, don't, don't like, don't accuse me of that because I'm not, because I, you know, I like true crime podcasts. You know, those people do really, really good shows and good stuff. I'm just saying people are obviously really obsessed with that. And I think some people go a little too far and, I don't know, they, 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 it turns into blood money at some point. Um, anyways, I, I still really like that episode. I would have wished, you know, it was a little bit scarier. We got some more stuff with the Secret Passage, um, more chase scenes, you know, just kind of focusing more on the, the scares instead of kind of like the, the funny sentence. And then this one, I, I like the idea of, you know, the devil tempting someone with a, you know, a, a very promising, you know, or, de- or a very promising um, a job here with, you know, give you a lot of money, but you got to kind of murder these homeless people for me. I, th- I think that's, you know, a really interesting premise. I just kind of didn't enjoy the whole bug stuff just because, I don't know, it's kind of gross. But I don't know. And Keith David's always fun to watch, but I don't know. There's just kind of something missing in, in both these episodes. It's missing what the first episode had which was a lot of heart with with the story with the, with the kid and, and the monsters and his mother um yeah so anyways i mean this was all right i'll probably give this kind of like a average maybe just below average rating um let me know what you guys thought of these and if you liked episode one or episode two the first story second story in this and i will see you next time with ep- with episode three of season two of creep show thank you guys so much please check out my buy me a coffee consider donating to the spirit of children and i will see you next time bye guys